This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. It's something for the weekend time. I'm David Michael, the editor of MyOldManSaid.com, and your host joining me, Mr. Chris Budd, as per Hello, usual. Mate. Welcome. How you doing? All good in the hoods. If you are new to the show, uh, this is our uh, catch-up for the weekend, although this game doesn't actually take place in the weekend. Uh, it's a Monday night fixture. We have a great record, uh, Monday night fixtures in the Premier League. Uh, at the last 15, we've won two. <laughs> which you won then yeah lost 10 so uh you know a lot's been made of uh gerard's record over the last 19 games and people calling for him to be out because there's only been four wins so what happens as a club if your record's poor do you have to close down they just take you off the telly <laughs> put us out of our misery you're cancelled this uh fixture sees the uh, return of a of the zenith data system cup rivalry <laughs> <laughs> of the uh, late 80s, early 90s. Nottingham Forest, who obviously uh, went AWOL for, uh, in terms of Villa's uh, radar for about 17 years while they uh, were vanquished to the championship. We actually had to uh, get relegated just to have the opportunity to play them for a few seasons. <laughs> to uh, play in the Henry Lansbury <laughs> derby. Before we got bored and we had to get promoted again. A little bit different this show. We will be uh, having a guest, a, a Forest fan, who uh, actually uh, dropped us a line uh, to see if we'd come on his show. Since I've got a bit of a soft spot for Forest, uh, I did agree. Normally I don't do these things because they're just a pain to uh, organise. So we will be uh, welcoming on this show uh, in the second half uh, Adam Wicklow from the Red Side of the Trent. So uh, first of all, we'll get to the usual something for the weekend business out of the way and then uh, we will uh, introduce and speak to Adam. Right, uh, you know the drill to uh, catch up with what's been going on the last week. It's a Villa Minute. Right, uh, you picked up the PO box this week. Uh, any any sponsorship uh, potential for watches to record this minute? 
We've actually had a uh, an entry for the first time in a few weeks. We obviously haven't done a villa vi- little villa minute for a while, but we've got a nice a what minute a villa minute. Yeah, we've been sent two wristwood chronograph watches as part of their forest edition series. There's a nice tenuous link made out of black sandalwood and eco green. Apparently, no two of their watches are ever exactly the same, which of course would be perfect attire for when you want to steal from the rich and give to the poor in Sherwood Forest. Are these watches actually uh, carved out of that tree that Robin Hood uh, lived in Sanctum when he was being chased by the uh, the king's men? Sorry, the sheriff's men, wasn't it? it was the, the sheriff's, sheriff's men? So, how much are these going to fetch us on eBay? Cool, one hundred and fifteen. So, not the biggest we've had, but thousand. Unfortunately, not just three figures. Oh, Jesus, sign of the times, isn't it, David? Unfortunately, this is, this is the lack of pull that forests bring. <laughs> t- times are hard uh, nowadays. Blood blameless trust. Before her, we were getting six-figure watches in uh, for sponsorship. Since she's come to power, it's three figures. What's going Stock on? Market's gone to What's shit. The economy's gone to shit. Frankly, the the uh, well, never mind them. I'm exclusive not, watch market for podcasts has gone to shit. I'm as not well. really bothered about the the big picture. I'm more interested in the watch picture. Right. Press the uh, the button and let's get this fill a minute underway. Fit a return from the international break with the first of back-to-back away games. At first, the annual ding-dong with Leeds at Ellen Road. Augustinson made his Villa debut and swiftly joined the Villa casualty list. <sighs> Predictably, the first half was blood and thunder. Tackles flying in with Leeds clocking up multiple yellows as frustrations bubbled away. Nil-nil at the break and a red was in the offing. And we didn't have to wait long. The silly Sinistera was sent off early in the second half as an opportunity not for Villa. The game there to be won. After Coutinho hit the post and Watkins missed multiple chances, McGinn and Buendia also went close, as Villa's stuttering offensive woes continues. Honours even at the end. Spurred on by the home crowd, Leeds probably deserved the points for a dogged defensive display, while Gerrard's misfire in Villa came under flat from fans and pundits alike for their blunt attacking play and wasteful finishing. Mm. S- still, back-to-back clean sheets for the first time this season. Less turning the corner, more stopping the rot. While Villa are working on a new club crest, next is the first Premier League clash since 1999, with a team with double the stars of Villa in their club crest with Steve Cooper getting a new contract ahead of the game and Gerard going for four games unbeaten for the first time in his Villa tenure his potential tag of El Sacchio has faded who is this team that you speak of you haven't mentioned the name the mighty Nottingham Forest or the once mighty Nottingham Forest Ooh. two time European champion Nottingham Forest they're on the rise again right uh Gerard, opportunity knocks really for him because uh, I think this is win at the city ground and uh, suddenly you've got a kind of a legit unbeaten run forming and the doubters will have to uh, quiet down and give him a chance really because you can't you don't really sack managers after four games unbeaten do you really no and not if you potentially you know were to get a third clean sheet on the bounce you'd be kind of like well, whether you like it or not it might not be pretty but you are slowly but surely turning a corner no, exactly. Uh, the good news in terms of uh, the defensive woes, in terms of uh, the injury list, uh, obviously, uh, as we just mentioned, uh, Augustinson uh, has joined that and uh, he was confirmed of, as being out for three weeks, potentially. Uh, Lucas Dean's injury just seems to be a long-term one, doesn't it? Complicated, I think he called it, so yeah, we might not a, even see him before Christmas. A complicated one that's going to rumble on for a few more weeks. I mean, uh, newsflash, there's not that many weeks left before the uh, the World Cup. And we've had Villa stress fractures before that linger on. And we're talking a few more weeks before they can actually assess it, so uh, I don't think he's back. I don't think he'll be going to the World Cup. Well, no, he's not going to the World Cup, but I don't think he'll be back before the World Cup, so uh, we need uh, old uh, Augustinson to uh, get back... Uh, or else we're going to be 
a bit frail actually at uh, in the full back positions but Matty Cash will be uh, available so uh, that's a huge plus actually because uh, we would have been uh, potentially compromised uh, at full back big time potentially having to play Conza uh, although there is i mean there was there is the, the thinking that he could have played three at the back he still might and play wing backs yeah he could play obviously play Ashley Young as the left wing back but obviously with cash back and the potential to have Chambers back as well, there is scope there to be a little bit more defensively minded. And Gerard had said in his presser that he was very impressed, as was I actually with, with Bednarak's sort of first minutes in Claret and Blue. I thought he did really well. Yeah. Whether that earns him a, a call-up is another matter because uh, you would really need to play three centre-backs. So he's, he's not going to get in ahead of Konza or Mings at the moment just because those no. two are playing actually very well. And they've got a little bit more of a you know a partnership built over a, a few yeah. seasons. Gerard actually highlighted, uh, obviously, the opportunity to uh, get a win against Forest. I mean, of all, you know, we, have, we haven't won yet away from home in four games. So uh, you've got, you got to start somewhere and to uh, play the team that is rooted at at the bottom who haven't well they've lost the last five games obviously opportunity knocks and uh, as we alluded to if we does get the win there then uh, in Gerard's words we'll creep closer to where we want to be and away from the flack uh, he's kind of been getting which uh, you know it's, it's getting a bit tedious I don't mind uh, people remonstrating when they're losing runs going you know deeper and deeper but uh, when you're trying to turn it around and you suddenly go three games unbeaten, then, you know, maybe pipe down and uh, support the uh, process because you're then potentially, uh, if you're against it, you're potentially in the position where you want the team to actually lose, which... Uh, is That's just a loser's mentality. Exactly. If the manager starts to win games, then uh, I'm sorry, but it's for the best of the club. It, you know, if he continues to lose, then yeah, obviously there's a case and uh, there's a pitchfork brigade to get involved in. But uh, at the moment, uh, it, October's defining, so uh, let it play out. Mm. Especially with you know this, you know the, the Forest game to come and two home games that you're going to want to be looking to get results in as well. We'll, we'll know where we're at in what, three weeks' time. I thought. Yeah, I mean the big uh, the elephant in the room is uh, the fact that only two teams in the Premier League have scored less goals than Villa at the moment. Six goals out of eight games, uh, as Gerard said, is not enough, and we know that. He pointed out there's been a massive improvement in the final third, creating chances, putting the moments there for the right people. Uh, I mean, we're getting chances. It's not like I mean, we've been under managers where we're not getting a shot on target during a whole 90 minutes. So we're not there at that point. So I think there's a bit of rubber the green. But also, uh, I saw a stat that there's only a couple of clubs that are their average where they take the shots from distance. Villas is, uh, I think there's only two clubs further away, which suggests we're not actually uh, breaking the lines and creating chances inside the box, certainly. I mean, against Leeds, we had a few pot shops from distance, didn't we? Yeah, there was the Buendia one. I think McGinn had one as well. And I think well, Coutinho was outside the box, wasn't it? Yeah, and then obviously had his, his volley as well. And Watkins had what, two, three chances where he could have could have done better. So Leeds was probably, I think we said at the time, was probably a bad example to judge certain things on. Because while people said, oh, it's turgid and it's this and it's that, and oh, this is the worst Villa performance I've ever seen. I just, I didn't see it. No, that's bullshit. That that's, that's just bullshit. Yeah, it's just people getting into this anti-Gerard filter and so... Hmm. Whereas, I mean, to, to say it was great would be a lie. It wasn't great, but it was, it was by no means the worst we've played. We've probably played worse this season and won games. Yeah, and, the and, con- actually, and Leeds were very, very well organised, I thought. And the, the home crowd galvanised them, uh, especially the, long, yeah, the last 20 minutes or so. The longer it goes on, uh, the more the crowd get involved and uh, the harder it 
becomes for Villa. Uh, I think I said on the, the main show, perhaps Gerard should have been a bit more aggressive in his substitutions uh, as soon as they went down to uh, mm-hmm. 10 men because it's that kind of key 15-minute period uh, was when, I mean, there is that, you kind of keep the, you know, you've gone a man up, so you keep the same personnel on because you, you know, you pre- perhaps expect them to, to do something. But uh when you bring it on that second strike with seven minutes to go, I think that was far too long to wait. Yeah, and and he barely had a kick of the ball anyway when you got him. We on. had one. Yeah. yeah, it's just like it's the point. Uh, Gerard said uh, generally in terms of taking chances, uh, he said you know people are starting to overthink it, and it's down to individuals taking chances. Uh, and I think you know there's there's an argument there that players haven't produced some of these filler are having. Seven, I mean, nineteen shots. Let's say seven are on target I mean he should be he playing should be them putting away them. especially the money we've spent on these forwards mm-hmm. and we've seen and we've seen them all do it before you're just looking for some levels from them at the moment which Gerard's not getting yeah I think uh, kind of on them all this is a pivotal game in terms of uh, a momentum switch because it fires up at, at the moment it's like uh, you're turning the sh- you're stopping the rot as we've said but uh, another win and then you're starting even though it's against Forrest uh, and I, I say that in respect of their league position, then uh, you just need to stay on being against Chelsea and then you've got five games and then you've, you've got a legitimate momentum switch. So uh, that's why it's a key game now. I mean, Forrest, uh, Steve Cooper's been given a new contract, which I'm glad to see uh, in the context of what Forrest have been to has been through is that he's actually been backed because they were going nowhere. When he came into the club, they'd gone... I mean, we'll we'll talk to Adam about this later, but uh, they were, you know, at the bottom of the table, hadn't won in uh, several games, and he completely turned it around. I mean, if he was there at the start of the season, they'd have won that league, at, at, you know, at a canter. I mean, they were great. I mean, I didn't sort of pay too much attention until the early rounds of the FA Cup, and then they had a couple of really big results, didn't they? They had, I think it was Arsenal and Leicester, they knocked yeah. out back to back, and you thought, wow, they looked pretty good. But then wholesale change. Is it 23 players they brought this this summer? It's crazy what they've done. And then, you, what are you expecting them to do? Kind of uh, be top six after eight games? I, I don't think yeah, anybody expected that. So to actually stick with a manager, because the long and short of it is uh, those players will be Forest players uh, embedded in because you know they, they had to... Uh, because they had a lot of loans in, so they had to rebuild a team. So even if they go down, they'd have had a season together, and then Cooper, you know, showed obviously uh, last season that he's got the uh, the goods to do it. So uh, it's worth giving him a new contract and uh, showing faith because he'll probably be their best bet to get back up. Uh, before we uh, go on to uh, talk to uh, Adam from uh, the Red Side of the Trent podcast and get the Forest point of view on this game. Uh, if you're not going to uh, the city ground, uh, it's probably a good idea to uh, cash in on the uh, the current uh, offer that we are running in conjunction with Green King. Uh, this show is brought to you by Green King, your home of pub sport. With over 900 sports pubs across the country, Green King is where the fans go, showing every broadcast game for Aston Villa. So head down to your local pub and you can enjoy every live sporting event from BT and Sky Sports on tap. If you haven't already uh, downloaded the Green King season ticket app, you receive a free drink when you register, and you also, uh, one hour before the game, during and after the match, get 10% off a great range of drinks. And as well as that free drink, if you head to the App Store and search Season Ticket to download the app, when registering, if you use the code MOMS, M-O-M-S, 
all caps. As a listener of the show, you will receive an additional £5 off when you spend £15 on drinks. So just go to the App Store and uh, search Season Ticket. There'll be a link in the show notes as well. Within the app, you can also search uh, what your local Green King pub is as well. I mean, for example, the the Malt House uh, in town near the arena by the canal. But there's uh, several pubs, especially more uh, in Villa territory like uh, Sutton Coalfield, Mere Green. Biggest Bush, Chester Road. Yeah. So you can you can do a search just with your postcode in the app as well, and it will bring up the closest pub to you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, let's have a guest on, shall we? Let's. Right, in terms of our uh, opposition, since, I mean, wholesale change at uh, Forest, so uh, we thought we had to get somebody on who actually watched them because... uh, We can't keep track. (laughs) We have no idea who these 22 new players are, so... uh, Joining us, uh, Adam Wicklow from uh, the red side of the Trent. Oh, yes. As opposed to the black and white side of the Trent. I mean, they're, they're, they've got the National Leagues early in Ireland at Notts County, you know. He's Have got they? 15 and 11 games or something ridiculous, <laughs> honestly. Um, so fair play to Notts County. Well, maybe there's a, uh, a January window signing there for uh, the Forest, you know, to round it surely up. He can, surely he can get over 30 by the end of the, uh, the January window. <laughs> We were discussing earlier on, is there such a thing as a new contract bounce? Because, uh, I mean, from a Villa point of view, I remember when Paul Lambert was manager, he was under much criticism. Then we started a new season. I think we started off, was it like three wins out of five games? Something like that, yeah. A couple of draws or four games, like three wins and a draw. And they gave him a new contract straight away. And then we never won again for months. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm hoping, yeah, so I'm hoping it's, well, I'm not hoping for Forrest's sake, but I just, I don't want like, you know, that new manager bounce, obviously on Monday night, but uh, hopefully it works out after. But what was the uh, the general consensus of... uh, a manager that's obviously uh, came in when the shit was, you know, the shit was hitting the fan in the championship. You were dead and buried, and then uh, was it was it after like six or seven games? Uh, so seven games, we got rid of uh, Chris Hutton. One game yeah. with Stephen Reed, and then Cooper come in with us on four points. Everyone thinks it's one, but it's actually four because right. Stephen Reed had that one game against Huddersfield, ironically, which obviously 
Yeah, everyone knows we ended up winning at Wembley. So yeah, I was there. I was there. Yeah, so. yeah. As you said on our, on our, on my on our podcast. Uh, yeah, David. but the but the transformation. I mean, if if Cooper had been there from the start, you'd have probably uh, it'd have been automatic promotion uh, more than likely. Oh, I think I think on points per game he would have got like well over a hundred or something ridiculous. Wow. So right. even Mitrovic's forty goals would have just got fucking spat out. <laughs> <laughs> would that have been like back to the days of uh, Pierre Van Hoydonk and all them like where you stormed it? Yeah. Pretty Pretty much that would have been ideal but and I think going back to your point of the new manager bounce I think this does give a lift to Forrest in terms of now the manager has got full support and he's always had support from the supporters and it was just yeah. a matter of if he got support from the board and the owners because as I said to you guys on our podcast Marinakis has got a sacking mentality there's that that reputation behind him so to see that and see him get a new deal and I don't know whether it's to kind of fend off the vultures that are, are of potentially at Southampton and Wolves it, it's still a good thing because it either it protects us a little bit and it protects Cooper a bit and because we, we need to change that way of thinking of just getting rid of managers when shit hits the fan when he's yeah. someone that has done what so many have failed because because Forrest were pretty much like Watford are at the moment weren't they I mean, Watford are a unique situation, aren't they? They get rid of a manager after like five games, or at least we give them like yeah. half a season, if, if so, sort of thing before we get before we get rid of. And then the 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 comedy circus starts again because we get rid of about twenty players and bring in another twenty players. I mean, if you look at our transfer history, it's an absolute farce. Um, I mean, I mean, I thought I thought the summer was a farce, but the the, the previous windows have been even more farcical, to be so honest. So, what was the the general kind of consensus in this window in terms of the kind of business uh that you did and you know give me like the three signings that you probably thought actually we, we could stay up with these guys if they uh if they click i, I would be wrong to deny that oh, i didn't get excited because obviously you see some of the names and some of the caliber especially someone like jesse lingard who's been at world cup scored in fa cup finals and played for man united a lot and obviously yeah. had that great spell at west ham you kind of think well this is great but he's not played for about 18 months and you can tell. But right. he is a still a good player because he does take away players away within the game. It's just we're not finding him enough. But I think Musa Niakate is, is is one that who's very gone much under the radar. He's come from Mines as a, he was the skipper there. They finished the highest they finished in the Bundesliga last season. And he came in the first couple of games until he got injured against West Ham and he was absolutely brilliant. So... It's it's a bit unfortunate that that's happened and he's had a setback. And then the other one, you would probably expect to say Morgan gives White costing forty odd million. It could could end up being that much. But for yeah. me, it's it's Oro Mangala in centre midfield, and again, someone who's had a few injuries, unfortunately, and came back against Leicester. But that was a bit too little, too late when you're three nil down at half time. But he is someone who can definitely take a game by the scruff of the neck and do both sides of the game, which I really really like to see. I was going to ask if you've got anybody because uh, I mean when we, we we decided to do this kind of money ball approach and went into the French league we brought a lot of players that were Drissa Gay that you know obviously has gone on to better things and uh, Vera too kind of did all right in Italy but they weren't really battle ready for the for the Premier League and they didn't have that kind of mean side to them uh, do you get the impression that there's, a, there's at least some of some players in that Forest uh, team of you know obviously 22 new players that have got a bit of uh, grip between the teeth that can battle if you if you are obviously uh, heading towards a relegation battle I mean hopefully it's not going to be one of these where you're blown away and you finish on 20 points but do you think you can get to the finish line and give it a good go 
I'd like to believe so. I think there's a lot of concern with certain players because people hadn't heard of them and they've come from the German league or they've come from the French league or whatever. But I do think there is a underlying kind of mentality of the players that they are here to not only fight, but do better than than just survive. It's just kind of not gone that way, especially with so many players coming through the door. It's been difficult quite clearly when the first few results of the season, when you, yeah, you lose to Newcastle, but then you beat West Ham and have a really good performance against Spurs. And then it's kind of gone all downhill since we played, since we played Man City in all honesty. I mean, to throw away a two goal lead at home to Bournemouth, a team you expect to get at least a result against and then do the same against Fulham and then capitulate against Leicester who were struggling to, yeah, stop the goals going in it's it's it is concerning people do kind of hit the panic button a little bit and go oh we blame the whole 22 players when about four or five weeks ago everyone was lauding it and, and giving obviously the reasons of we needed to sign that many players and I still believe we needed to sign a lot of players but maybe 22-2 was a little bit extreme but I have to believe as a football fan because otherwise what's the point in going that yeah. it will turn out well but with every transfer window, you're always going to have a hit and miss, aren't you? It's not yeah, going to yeah. always be great, is it? I mean, we look at you guys a couple of seasons back when you bought in like Al Ghazi and Trezeguet and and all these other players, and where are they now? They, they, they've left either free or for tuppence. The Turkish Dentist League, that's where they are. What, what's the sort of the forest view of the villa? You know, as a sort of an outsider, how have you viewed? You know, the sort of the you know, you know we we went from drawing five all with you in those crazy games of football in the championship <laughs> to somehow sort of you know getting up that season. Which I think once we got to the end of that season, we, I always felt we would once we got in the playoffs. But how, what's the view from sort of the the city ground end in terms of how going into this game, how are Villa viewed? I can't speak for everyone. For me, I thought Villa would challenge for an outside European spot, maybe like Conference League, if that, because Gerard did so well with Rangers and what he did there to dethrone Celtic, albeit for one season, but some of the calibre of players he's brought in. Yeah. We spoke about on our podcast, Diego Carlos, who's come with a good reputation before she got injured. Bubakar Kamara has come with a good reputation as a young player. And got injured. Kati- <laughs> Kati- yeah, got injured. Coutinho is Gerard's mate from Liverpool and you'd think he'd know how to get the best out of him and, and you're kind of having a bit of a identity crisis, it seems, with yeah. what formation you're playing or what personnel you're playing. Ollie Watkins is not quite a hit in the heights he did when he almost got into the Euros team. I, I think for, I think the general consensus from Forest fans, although we, we have lost the last five games in a row and quite pathetically in some circumstances, I do think there's a an element of we could te- we could potentially get something out of the game, especially being mm. at home, especially now Cooper signed this new contract, there's going to be an absolute ramp yeah. of atmosphere in terms is there of... A, is there a pressure or a feeling that maybe now's a good time to play Villa? Yeah, quite possibly because... Before we kind of get our shit together, frankly. Yeah, yeah. there's there's that, but there's also the element of that shit could could click on Monday night. That's the that's the fear as well because you have got a good <laughs> set of players. It doesn't take it can take one game for you to click sort of thing. Coutinho and Bandia could suddenly go. Hang on, we're actually quite good players here, and we're yeah. gonna we're gonna turn it on now. But there's also that element of Gerard seems to be under a bit of pressure, and the expectations a lot high for Villa fans. I I presume that you guys are looking at 
conference league as a as a like benchmark to hit at least for this season. We want the, you want to be with, in the mix. The squad you've got. Yeah, we like, want to be in the mix, but you want to be in the conversation for definite. No, no, not for the conference league. The maybe the UEFA conference league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, and with the size club that that Villa are and the history they've got, that's that's the ambitions I think you should have and, and why why shouldn't you? And you shouldn't like people shouldn't give you any shit for that because what's the point of being football if you're not going to be ambitious? It's what Marinakis yeah. was at the start of the season. He brought in all these players back to Cooper and was like, We're gonna be not only a survival team, we're gonna be competitive. And I and I absolutely tip my hat off to him, but I think he thought I think he tried to run before he could walk. Yeah. I mean, just to give you some hope, uh, there's a saying uh, within Villa supporters. Well, it's not really a saying, it's, it's just a fact. Uh, when when a team needs a win or a, a team hasn't scored for seven games, as uh, soon as Villa comes up on the horizon as your next game, normally it's a, it's a good thing. Yeah, players who haven't scored in like 20 games somehow managed to turn into a world beater against Villa for... Yeah, team, teams that haven't teams that haven't won for ten ten games no, somehow managed to beat us three 0 It's it's kind of a, <laughs> uh, a a strange one. So that's the main trepidation I think amongst Villa fans when you see Forest. You know, was it five games now? Uh, five losses. Yeah, and you just think, yeah, it's one of those, isn't it? Where the old uh, where a team that needs something, Villa are always like uh, the greatest charity in the Premier League. We've we've obviously conceded a a hatful as well, so a clean sheet as well. That I mean, <laughs> can we ask for too much? <laughs> if you keep a clean sheet, it's not going to be an entertaining game. <laughs> Chris, that sounds good. How, how many do you score? How many do you concede on average uh, nowadays? <laughs> oh, I, think, I think we're about at least on three a game. Oh, wow, excellent! And always, it's, there's always a goal of the season contender at least thrown in. I think Leicester got two on Friday, on Monday night. I mean, Madison ran the show. He just destroyed us. I mean, I think, I think it's think, lump on Coutinho time finally to score. I think if Forest are going to get any joy out of this, someone just needs to nail Coutinho or Buendia because we have been a bit too nice to players like Madison got the free reign of King Power I mean I think if someone had a bit of bottle about him at for- within the Forest ranks they'd have just launched him into row Z and, and been done with it at least in the first five Coutinho, minutes Coutinho I think that didn't he can happen. probably do that I think Buendia to be honest he's got that nasty Argentinian streak in him so good luck putting him in row Z <laughs> yeah I mean, this is one of the the ways to, if you you know to get at Villa is to uh, just take the midfield. Uh, we're, we're still well, on this podcast. I have a conversation regarding do we need like an upgrade, like number eight, to really boss games, and that's where teams have had success uh, when we haven't had that kind of uh, control yeah, of midfield control of the game, really, or lack of control of a game. Yeah, I think the. I think the I think the problem with Forest is is though we've been getting overrun in midfield and we're crying out now for a three man midfield. I think we tried it second half against Leicester and kind of got a bit more of a foothold on the game. But the problem is you're three four nil down and Leicester have completely took their foot off the gas. So it's kind of hard to tell whether yeah. it was actually beneficial or not. So hopefully on Monday night, I mean we've been crying out for Cooper to le- learn from a few harsh lessons that he's received in his early career in the Premier League and if we can pack out midfield a little bit more and be a little bit more solid then I think that's a step in the right direction because we just need to not go as as open as we have been because I think that's what generally our problem's been but then the other issue is we concede and our heads seem to drop a little bit and we concede yeah. straight away, straight after. That's what seems to have been the run, the running theme at the moment. It's we're, we're conceding goals in, in flutters rather than like and not having really periods of time to try and get our foot 
on the game and, and back into it because and by the time that happens the game's already gone we've already we've already conceded two or three and and you're chasing and and it's really hard in this division as you fi- as you find out so quickly that teams just punish you I feel, uh, I think we're going to get a good night's sleep, Chris. Uh, Saturday <laughs> night, Sunday calm. night. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling good now. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> I, I don't. I, Can we enjoy Hooters now then? I'm saying all this and I'm hoping it's all reverse psychology, to be honest, because there's, a, there's got- a natural inbuilt cynicism with the villa. Especially the fan base. I wish I could be bullish because if Villa were in, uh, let's say, as you you said, we were looking to try to get in that. I mean, we've spent the amount of money that suggests if everybody finished where they, uh, you know, equated to how much money they spent would be finishing seventh or eighth. And if if we were actually playing like that, then I would look at the city ground as a not big opportunity to actually cut loose a little bit. But uh, at this point in time, uh, I think Forrest are going to be conservative as we are. The the caution seems to be uh, the number one word here in terms of uh, not uh, cutting loose or being open. But I think... If Forest don't do that, we basically draw them on. If we do get an early goal, then I think there's potential goals in it for us, for sure. But if it stays tight, then uh, that's the same against Leeds. They, the, once their crowd came into it, that's even though they were down to ten men, that was a, a big factor. And the City Ground does have a you know a decent uh, home crowd, so that's always a danger. If it remains tight going into like twenty minutes to go, then I think Forest have very much got a great chance of uh, you know getting something from it. Yeah, I'm hoping that with the news of Cooper signing this new contract, the atmosphere will already be pretty up for it. And I think because Villa will bring a decent following because it's not it's not too far, but also you're a well followed club. The last two teams we've had at home have been Bournemouth and Fulham and no disrespect to even right, those two yeah, teams, they've not yeah. fulfilled their allocation. Yeah. And I actually think with the change of away supporters now getting more or less the whole of the lower Bridgeford back, it's actually gave that edge back to home games again is a bit more of a yeah. kind of back and forth between home and away supporters. And I think that actually does give our side a bit of a lift the last two games at home have been a bit a bit flat in terms of atmosphere in my opinion right. not that I don't think that's always played a factor within the team because Cooper says it all the time it's there's two sides to the story the team have got to do something to get the crowd up equally the crowd have got to do something to get the players up sometimes but yeah essentially we're paying customers for your football team so they're the ones on the onus to get you up for it in, yeah, in, by doing I mean- something <laughs> It's the same old debates that that we have, but yeah, I mean, we, we've definitely fill the well, we fill the away ends of uh, all all the games we uh, actually play. How, how do you see? I mean, you looked at the t- Premier League table at the start of this season, and, and there was this unfamiliarity of having actually four Midlands teams in the uh, in the division. Because I remember I as felt a kid, like it was back to the nineties. Yeah, I remember as a kid, like you know, eighties, nineties. You know, they would shoot and match magazines, and they would actually have tables of like kings of the Midlands, <laughs> where they do league tables of you know the Midlands teams historically, or, or you know just that season. Nobody's done that for years because you know we've all been slopping around in the uh, in the sewerage of the the championship. No disrespect to uh, Birmingham City. But uh, <laughs> but if you can stay up, that would uh, definitely uh, help this. You know, Midlands uh, get some kind of foothold back in the Premier League because yeah. the teams have. You know, if Forest became good, Wolves have transformed into a decent outfit. Leicester have you know been doing proper things, as in you know winning trophies in the modern era, which is never hard, easy to do considering as there's a cartel on that. 
Yeah, just as as long as Derby stay where they are or go lower. I mean, that'd be <laughs> ideal. Um, Do you have any rivalry with any other Midlands team apart from Derby? Because it, it seems to me it's pretty similar to how we are with uh, Birmingham. Because even like West Brom, it's it's not really the any real rivalry. Even I mean, West it's, Brom are actually closer. Yeah, our rivalry is all based on sort of we're the big the big fish and everyone hates us, but we don't really notice them. Yeah. Uh, no, I wouldn't say so. I think. It's just it is firmly just Derby. I mean, Leicester tried to create a rivalry of us. They, I mean, they had a TFO on Monday night of Morgan of Wes Morgan holding the Premier League trophy against us, and we were like, "What's your point?" Like, yeah, we, we were quite happy. <laughs> we were quite happy for the bloke. Do you know what I mean? He was a he was a stalwart <laughs> servant for Forest and deserved his chance in the Premier League, and happened to play for a side that. One what did a miracle really? As you yeah. sang Champions of Europe, you'll never sing that to them. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, I probably I wouldn't surprise. I didn't go on Monday night, so do you, do, do Forest fans sing that as a as a song? Oh, as a as a as a piss boiler, absolutely, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, Good. singing it at Man City when you're five nil down is quite <laughs> ironic, right. isn't it? I mean, yeah, we, we, we know that we we've been there, we've been there, <laughs> we've done that singing it when we're two nil up and then three two down. I mean, I hate singing it. But when it really annoys people, then it's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. But I don't, I don't really, I don't really sing it because I wasn't born. So what's the point? You know what I mean? I'm for the here and now sort of thing if, for me, anyway. Right. We we like to finish uh, the show nowadays on uh, the the mom's pull panel results. So uh, I mean, we'll all uh, go for this. Uh, so Adam, what what are you saying? Home home win, away win, score draw, or no score draw? I said. My heart said home win on our podcast when we did this uh, preview, but I think my my head says score draw. Chris Bud away win. I'm going to go for away win. Let's let's finish on a bullish note. Sorry to uh, stamp on your new contract parade. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be polite and say just stamp on it. <laughs> Charming. We're not going to set fire to it or piss on it or anything like that. And it it is me thinking, as, as, as Forest and Villa fans were kind of mates in a, in a weird and football weird way and, and, and all that. Way. We, we've oh, got, like, we hate please, everybody. Please, please like us. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we have, I mean, we have that respect of the European, uh, European club, which uh, we both belong to, which uh, I mean... Win, it is, wins you fuck all. <laughs> yeah, but it's that, it's, it gives you that an extra reason to not like Manchester City which uh, really pissed me off at the end of last season because we had the greatest chance of really uh, actually doing something to dent them as, but as would you have wanted Liverpool to win the league really well it was the Grealish connection would have been, there, there was, have been very uh, yeah, funny I was about to say there was the Grealish connection just to uh, you know it was, it was you know it's all about spite and that's and that's what was motivating us and uh <laughs> But and also humour as well. Humour is a big part of this podcast and supporting Aston Villa. It and, has to uh, be, frankly. De- denying Grealish the title uh, would have been uh, ironic, especially uh, going to their ground and beating them. <laughs> yeah. And with twenty minutes to go, it was looking that way. But with Villa, you, you, I mean, it, nobody was surprised when we were suddenly three-two down after In about ten minutes. Five minutes. It's just Man City gonna- are a different breed. So, and they're more of a different breed with Haaland, Although you managed to. Stop well, the, the, the secret to that Mings was really good against Haaland. I mean, and he only scored because Mings wasn't marking him at that moment. Great battle that day, wasn't it? Mings versus yeah. Haaland. It was really good to watch them two go toe to toe. You know, they were both laughing. It was, you know, it was good, good sport, good fun. 
So, uh, unfortunately, Norway aren't in the World Cup or else England should be uh, bringing in uh, Mings for sure, just in case they played uh, Norway. Anyway, on that note, thank you very much for joining us and uh, good luck after Monday. And we will be rooting for you to stay up because there's uh, there's several teams that um, are annoying, which, like Bournemouth, I mean, they beat us both. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but also they give you shitty away allocations. Even though it's a nice trip to the seaside, but uh, they don't fill up fill out their away end as they well. Have no personality, no purpose to exist. So uh, we don't say with all due respect on this show. <laughs> <laughs> we just tell it as it is. But anyway, thank you very much. And have you got anything else to say about Forest? Um, up the Reds? No, we'll take that as a no. <laughs> <laughs> days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.